and ran into the station with a package under his arm. A conductor swung onto the platform and stood waving a lantern while the train waited, the engine panting out steam from between its wheels. Dad and I walked along, peering up at the windows. A boy at one of them woke up and waved to me sleepily. Then we saw Lorraine half stumble down the steps with two suitcases and a black wool ram under her arm. I fell asleep and almost forgot to get off, she said. Her hair was mussed up and her cheeks were all crisscrossed red where she had been leaning on the rough upholstery. One of the girls had this goat in her room and didn't want to pack it, so I brought it home for Kitty. Kitty is my sister who is ten but still likes toys. You've got to hold it up straight or the rubber horns fall out. Lorraine laughed. I'm glad I'm home. This should be a good summer, don't you think, Angie? Dad kissed her gingerly, because of so much lipstick, and I took one bag to the car and he took the other, and we went home. That was Saturday. Monday was the day summer vacation really began. It was just after nine o'clock, and I was in the garden picking small round radishes and pulling the new green onions for dinner at noon. I remember it was a warm day with a blue and white sky. The garden was still wet with last night's rain, and the black earth was steaming in the sun, while between my toes the ground was soft and squishy. I had taken off my shoes and left them on the garden path so they wouldn't get caked with mud, and I remember thinking how much fun it would be to go barefoot all the time. The little tomato plants were laid flat against the ground from last night's downfall, and there were puddles like blue glass in the hollows. A breeze, soft with a damp, fishy smell, blew in from Lake Winnebago about three blocks away. I was so busy thinking about the weather, the warm sun, and the sleek little onions that I didn't even hear Jack come up the back sidewalk. Any baked goods today? he called. I don't know, I answered, turning. You'd better ring the back doorbell and ask my mother. I sidled over a little and stood in the thick quack grass beside the garden path. I don't like to have people see me in my bare feet. Why don't you ask her for me, he called. You know her better than I do. I stood still for a moment, hoping he wouldn't notice my feet. Come on, hurry, he said. I don't care if you haven't any shoes on. Now, it wasn't that I was shy or anything, but it's awkward when a boy has on a clean shirt and his hair combed and your hands are all muddy and you're in your bare feet. I tried to wipe off the mud on the quack grass before I went down the garden path. What were you doing? He asked. Picking radishes? I still had the bunch of radishes in my hand. That's kind of silly, isn't it? He added, laughing. It's just my salesman's personality coming out. Anything to start a conversation. Twice already this morning, I caught myself saying to customers, what's it going to do, rain? I've got to be careful not to get into a rut. He laughed again, and I laughed too. It was such a warm, bright morning. We talked together for a while, and I told him I didn't know he worked for a bakery, and he said he hadn't until school let out, and that he was going to drive one of the trucks for his father during the summer. And when I remarked that I didn't even know his father owned a bakery, he said, You don't know much about me at all, do you? I know your name, I answered. What? he asked. Jack Duluth. I remember reading it in the paper when you made that long shot from the center of the floor in the basketball game with Oshkosh this winter.
Good for you, just another one of my fans. He laughed. What's your name? As if I didn't find out after I saw you in McKnight's the other night. Angie Morrow, short for Angeline, isn't it? I was glad he had asked about me, but for some reason it was embarrassing, and I tried to change the subject. I remember when you used to go with Jane Rady, I ventured. She used to sit next to me in history class. She talked about you a lot. She told me about the time you drove to the city dump. Forget it, Jack said sharply. Forget all about it, see. All that is down the drain by now. For a moment, I thought he was angry. Go ask your mother if she needs any bread or donuts or anything, will you? He sat down on the cement doorstep, and I opened the door to go inside. All of a sudden, he turned and said slowly, with a thought in his voice, Say, Angie, you don't go...